I don't want to sell anybody anything at the expense and make money off anybody else. You know, I want it to be a business investment. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we chat with Cincinnati-based Holly Maloney. As a three-time Icon Agent Award winner with eXp, Holly says 98% of her business comes from referrals. And one of the ways she has grown such a strong foothold in her market is by being involved in as many community organizations as possible. Throughout our conversation, we'll talk about how she has grown her business and her passion for the industry. Now, before we get into the day's featured interview, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the list goes on. Also, as you can see if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Click the bell to get notifications when each new episode is uploaded. And lastly, if you or somebody else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on with the day's featured interview with Holly Maloney. So really, the way I like to start everything out is if you could tell me a little bit about yourself, who you are, and how long you've been in real estate. Okay, I'm Holly Maloney, and I am with EXP Realty. Um, I am licensed in Ohio, Kentucky. Um, I have been licensed since 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of started this just when my kids were young, um, just as something to do um, where I wouldn't have to justify to anybody else when my kids were sick. And it quickly turned into a huge career. Um I love what I do. We sell about over, we sell about a hundred and hundred to 130 houses every year. Um, and I am 98% all referral based. Awesome. So I don't buy a lot of leads. I nurture my clients. I, I nurture, you know, my sphere of influence. Um, and just was realtor of the year at the Cincinnati area board of realtors and um, women of influence from venue magazine. I'm on a lot of different boards. My kids are grown. So that's why I'm on a lot of different boards and organizations because I can afford to do that now. Right. And, and, and prior to getting into real estate, you're in banking. Is that correct? Yeah, I was a mortgage loan officer and a manager at the third bank. And um, that was when there was only one or two types of loans. And I always tell everybody that was when I retired. After I had my second baby, I retired for the first time. <laughs> yeah. well, and I totally, I understand that whole having your own ball so you don't have to justify, yeah. hey, my kid's sick. I, I 100% understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about, you know, I really like this idea that you are involved in so many different things and boards and organizations. How did that, you know, where did that passion come from? Um, well, my mother, she was involved, could never say no. Um, when my kids were little, I was involved with them, you know, hence that's what got me into real estate, which I love because I was able to be the PTA president, the room mother, the hot lunch lady, everything. So it just spilled over into my career in real estate. Um, you know, somebody has to volunteer. I I love to mentor agents I am an icon agent at EXP Realty, which is in the top 1% of all agents across the world. Um, I'm a mentor and um, I love to give back. I, I, it, it got involved because I, I like to, I'm one of those people, you know, I'm not going to complain about something unless I am 
helping because there's all these people that give their time to volunteer and I'm not going to complain what they do um, unless I'm there helping them. And, and like I said, my kids are all grown. So it was my turn to help give back. And so I joined um, a lot of boards. Um, I'm on a lot of committees um, at the state level and also at the um, Cincinnati level. And then also in my community, I'm on the business district and um, I think I have a lot. I'm pretty organized. So I like doing that. Right. Well, and you said that 98, 98, 99% of your business comes through referrals and what better way to do that than ingrain yourself in those organizations, even going all the way back to the PTO. I mean, yeah, there's a whole school full of people that are. There is. And, and all the kids, you know, and, and it never was meant to, to be that way. I never did it, you know, to, to get, but it is a great way to build your sphere because so many people are buying leads and these leads don't care about you. If you don't call them back in two minutes, they're going to go on to the next agent and the next agent and the next agent. And, you know, they might be a one and done person. They're not going to be loyal to you where, you know, my clients, they refer their sister, their brothers, their cousins. And, you know, I sell them their second house and their third house and their kid's house. And so that that's what I love. Right. And also being involved in the organizations within the, the community, you know, the, the up and coming businesses and the development, that's a great way to, you know, when you have those leads or those clients that are maybe relocating in or going, moving to different parts of the community, you have all the information to tell them exactly. what's going to be happening. Because you need to know as that's part of your job as a real estate um, agent, you need to um, be in the know of what is going on. You need to know what's going on in communities. I did a lot of international relocation for Procter and Gamble when they were bringing a lot of people in and out, and they only know what somebody at work tells them. You know, you need to know what's going in up, up and coming area. You know, I always tell my clients, you know, if we're in the know, which we should be, you know, we. I don't want to sell anybody anything at the expense and make money off anybody else. You know, I want it to be a business investment, you know, so they're in a good area. And so in, in a year or two, if they decide to move, they're not going to lose any money. So then you got to know what's going on in the developments and the different areas. Right. So tell me about, you know, the, the icon award, all this, you know, the icon agent and all this stuff. I mean, where did that drive come to be, you know, at the top of your game all the time? Um, I think that is just instilled in me, my competitive nature, probably like most real estate agent is that OCD-ness and, um, you know, the, the personality and um, everything that I do, I want to do the best. Um, the icon at EXP is, you know, it's, it's a performance award as well as, you know, community, you have to give back. You have to be the pillar of your community and you have to be that, which I love. You have to be one of those agents that that new agents can reach out to. Um, and, and you have to give back to, to your community. How have you handled or adapted really to everything with the last year? I mean, because those community meetings weren't necessarily happening. They're more virtual. How are you getting in front of people like that? Well, um, 
I, I have office, unlike a lot of the EXP agents. I do have an office. I come into my office. Um, we were deemed essential here in Ohio, in Kentucky. So I may have had two days where my phone didn't ring and I was a little nervous. And um, But then it was so busy and everybody handled it different. So I never wanted to judge. Everybody had a different comfort level with the pandemic. So, you know, I would send out little cards to some of my older clients and um, just to let them know I was here. I was thinking of it had nothing to do with buying a house. But, you know, a lot of my older clients, I reached out to see if they needed anything, any groceries, you know, anything like that. Um, But the hardest part, I think, for me is because nothing else was open and I had a bazillion Zoom meetings and, you know, and it was it was great and a lot of online meetings and things. The hardest thing for me is nothing socially was open up. Um, so you can quickly, as a real estate agent, find yourself working 24-7. So, you know, you would work on other things. And, and that's what kind of helped nurture my clients because, you know, I had more time to reach out to them. Yeah. Tell me, you know, with most of your business coming through referral, obviously your, the experience that your past clients have had with you says a lot about what you do for them. So tell me a little bit about what is the Holly experience that your clients get? The Holly experience is me. What you see is what you get. I have a business Facebook page. Um, Most of my posts go on my personal page. I am what you see is what you get. Um, I'm not a different person. Um, I'm very trustworthy. Um, I'm not going to sell. A lot of people refer their children and everything because I'm not going to sell you something that I wouldn't sell to my own family or my own children. Um, again, because it's a business decision, I've been known to tell some young people, you can't buy this house. You can't buy this house. Your mother, your dad would hate if you bought this house, you know, because a lot of the young people think, you know, these hundred year old houses are so grand, right. but, you know, when you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of cash. So I get most of my business off my personal Facebook page and just from my friends Um, because I am, I'm a real person. Uh, you know, everybody doesn't like everybody, but I am, I am not one way in real estate and one way in my personal business. So I am just genuine. I would, you know, do anything for you selling real estate or in my personal life. Right. Tell me a little bit about the team that you're currently, you know, you're working. How does that, how does, what's the structure of your team, I guess? So, Um, I have been on my own for a long time um, until six years ago. And my husband, our last one graduated from high school. And my husband was at a point where he could leave his job and he came on board and it was him and I, and he'll tell you he's the sign guy, but he's much more than the sign guy. Um, And then, so it's me and my husband. And then we have another um, woman who works on our team as well. She's licensed in Indiana. We're both Ohio and I'm Kentucky, so we can handle the whole tri-state. It took me a long time to be able to find another agent that I would trust with my clients because I'm a little OCD that way. And, you know, not everybody treats your business the way that that you would. 
Um, and I found somebody like four years ago and it's amazing. It's been an amazing fit. Um, so Ruthie is on our team. And then just in June, my oldest son was laid off um, because of the pandemic, because he did um, experiential marketing and traveled and does events and there were no events. Right. So he actually took his test or his classes about six years ago, but just never had time to take his test. So, you know, I said, well, funny thing, why don't you go take your test? So that comprises, then we have a transaction coordinator um, that handles, you know, all of the paperwork after I get it started. Right, right. So you said you, uh, you, really, you really love mentoring new agents also. You know, I do. Talk to me about that. You know, I think that's something that I always think is so great about this industry is that there are people that are willing to help out. Is that something that you had when you first started out? Um, not when I, in 2004, there wasn't all this training like there is now. I think I could barely work a computer probably. And my husband and I shared an email and, um, you know, just kind of, I remember going to my manager's house and with the contract and he said, okay, write an offer and tell me what's attached and what's not attached. And then I was like on my own. Um, so it was kind of like baptism by fire with me. Um, so I love, I love seeing a new agent and it gives me a lot of satisfaction um, to bring these new agents like Ruthie, who is on my team when she came, um, you know, she, is older like I am, but she, her position at her job was um, eliminated. And so her first year of real estate with me training her, she made the same income as she did a 30 year career in marketing. So that gives me good satisfaction. I love that. I love taking an agent and see, giving them confidence, coaching them because it's not always about the real estate. Um, you know, some companies you'll write a really mean, good contract, but all of the other stuff that goes along with it, um, you don't get that. So there's a lot of emotions in real estate and, um, you know, I, as well as writing a good contract because no true two transactions are the same. I want to see them get going. I want to see them be able to fish for themselves be able to get the deals and not have a business from up and down like real estate is, you know, a steady as, as not just a job being a realtor. I want to see him make a career. Right. Right. And I think, you know, a lot of places that I hear, uh, you get the, the, how to, you know, how to write the contact, how to write the contract training, but not so much the, the sales training or the, mm -hmm. you know, the, like you said, the dealing with the, the personalities, because mm -hmm. you can, in one deal, you can have the, you can run the gamut in the personalities. Right. Right. You know, and, and a lot of it just comes down to those personal interactions and having, you know, the ability to pick up on those cues. Right. And to listen. And like, like I tell autumn agents, you just have to listen to what the client's telling you. You may not always have the answer and that's okay. That's okay. You're not, so you just say, I don't know that, but let me get, then I'll get back with you and get that answer. And people are okay with that. Right. What, um, so going into, well, actually, first of all, I just want to ask you, you know, starting in 2004, you've been through 
you know, some ups and downs in the market. What did, <laughs> you know, I guess going through the kind of the 2008 timeframe and then coming in last March when things were very uncertain there for a few weeks, what kind of, was there some worry? Um, there was a little worry, not too much, because again, as a real estate agent, and this is what I teach when I mentor agents, you need to be able to do a lot of different services, um, not just list and put a sign in the yard, list and, and work with the buyer. Um, back in 08, 09, when the market was bad, you know, I wanted to be the matchmaker and I figured out how to put the deals together. If something wasn't selling, doing a land contract or a lease purchase and, and short sales. I did a ton of short sales, um, muddled my way through my first one um, with a client and left that listing appointment. It was, it, again, it was a client that I'd already sold their property and she had MS in a wheelchair and they were on a two level. And I walked out of there. They didn't have 15,000 to bring to closing and they were crying. And I walked out of there thinking, I got to help them. It's my job. So I muddled my way through a short sale. Um, I have done thousands of short sales around the country. I even had a company called Three Blondes at a short sale. Um, <laughs> so we, we work with a lot of agents all over. So it's just finding that need and not just being that one-sided agent that can just go out and show a buyer a house or be a listed. You have to have, I always say, you know, different ornaments, a lot of ornaments on your Christmas tree. Right. No, I, I really like that analogy of it. We taught, we always say, uh, you know, having, you can't just have a one-legged stool. Mm -hmm. So that leg falls on, you're going to go down with it. So having that, right. those multiple legs, um, one of the things you mentioned earlier was the, uh, when, was it, as you say, Procter and Gamble was the yeah. came in. So mm -hmm. when, you know, a company is moving in and being able to be that relocation agent, what was that like to be able to get in and really if any tips that you would have for people that, you know, they hear about a company coming in to reach out to those companies and, you know, kind of say, look, I, you know, I can help out your, your people moving in here. Right. Well, in um, Cincinnati is Procter & Gamble's home base. So they're here based in Cincinnati. So they would bring people in. And a lot of agents will not do that business because you have to pay the relocation company a big referral fee. Um, I did that. I was brand new. None of the existing agents would do it. I went through all their training, learned the high touch, but these clients were very loyal to me at the end. It would call me to list. And, and again, it's about making connections. You know, I had to give up some of my commission and with the international relocation, I did more than just, you know, cause they were coming from another country and their expat. And I did way more than just selling them a house. I would take them to daycare and school visits I took them to the bank to open a banking account, to get a social security card, driver's license, all of those things that they'll need here. And most of them, you know, I, they didn't want to do a double move. Um, so I made it easy for them. And I, I found a company that put in temporary furniture. And, and so, and I took 
all the furniture and I was there at the house. And, and so when they came in, it was easier for them to get settled because most of you know, the expats and relocation, it's, it's either the husband or the wife that's relocating. And then the other spouse is kind of left holding the bag. So when you do that extra, those extra little things for your clients, they're going to remember that that's, what's going to set you apart. Right. Well, and, and like you said, you know, where you had to give up some of your commission for the relocation, you're building a great base of, mm-hmm. you know, clients that eventually they're probably going to move again, you know, so that's a great group of people that you have to, you know, in seven years or whenever they're ready to make that next move or up, you know, upgrade in size, you're the person they're calling. It is. It's, it's, it's perfect. And like I said, I, my only thing was I needed one extra day a week just to be friends with them because they would invite me to baptisms and christenings and birthday parties because I was their only first connection here when they came back, right. which I loved. And I'm friends with all of them on Facebook. And Right. Well, just kind of wrapping up a little bit, I like to ask people that, especially that have been in the business for a little while, if they could go back and tell themselves when they were first starting out, you know, that one thing that could really jumpstart their career that you know now, what would that be? Uh, one thing that would jumpstart their career is, is nurture your contacts, your friends. Start that database. That's what I do with with new agents right off the bat before they start, you know, I'm like, get a database. It doesn't really matter what CRM that you use. It doesn't even matter. It's just as long as you're reaching out to these people, I'm, you know, they, they don't always want to hear, you know, I see some of these agents on Facebook and they're like, Oh, it's a great day. I had two listings, four contracts, 10 showings. People don't care about that. They don't care. They want, I mean, that means nothing to do to them. They'll defriend you and they don't, care about that but they they care if you see on facebook that their dog passed that's near and dear send them a little card to let them know that you care and be sincere about it don't just you know so you have friends in this life you have acquaintances you have family and just be real be a real person don't be different selling real estate than you are in real life awesome well thank you so much for taking the time to uh spend with us Thank you, Michael. It was awesome. I want to thank Holly for joining us today. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you did too. So once again, if you think you or somebody else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode. But remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter and we'll see you on the next episode.